0: Welcome to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast channel. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Apologies, I know I did say on Friday that I'd be firing YouTube back up, but sometimes life gets in the way and unfortunately for a few different reasons I haven't been able to get a video up, but I'll throw one up on Monday. I do promise I got Monday off work, so I've got no excuse. Um, But I am going to do a podcast today, touch on a few things NFL fantasy-wise. Got a big slate of games coming up in week eight. Um, On the edge of the trade deadline, I might touch on a few dudes who you might be able to steal um, if a few trades go through as well, maybe off some unsuspecting fantasy coaches. Uh, Hasn't really been a hell of a lot in the NBA since the last pod, apart from Steph Curry just going fucking stupid shooting-wise, hitting 11 threes and scoring 50 in like three quarters against Washington the other night. Um, I did, or I'm currently halfway through writing my NBA MVP rankings, I'm going to try and do a bit of an MVP ladder throughout the entire season, so by the time you're listening to this pod, that'll be up, so you can check that out at sportsbyfright.com. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you give a rating and review, muchly appreciated, but without further ado, let's get into it. Even though Fantasy Friday, which is what I was going to try and do on uh, YouTube, didn't really go according to plan. I'll commit to doing that next week. I think from this stage I've got next Friday off work as well. So hopefully I can get that out there on YouTube. But I do want to talk about a few NFL fantasy things. The trade deadline, as I said, is coming up. so. We're really going to find out in this next probably fortnight which teams think that they're a chance to make a run at the Super Bowl. And that will probably dictate how some fantasy uh, players unfold. As we've seen, Amari Cooper already got traded. He got traded uh, Monday, so about a week ago, to Dallas. And um, in relevant Oakland news, Marshawn Lynch has also been sent to IR, which could potentially rule him out for the rest of the year. So... With him on the pine, that gives the Oakland Raiders running backs plenty of uh, snaps, plenty of targets up for grabs as well. Now Cooper's gone. So looking at both of the running backs, Doug Martin is probably the one I think he's added um, in. He's been added in more leagues and he's probably got a bit of a higher ownership, just over 50% from memory. Uh, All numbers and stats I'm going off. I use ESPN Fantasy. So if you are using Yahoo and you'd be like, hey, uh, your numbers are off, that's why. Um, so Doug Martin He'll probably See most of the snaps At running back I would think He looks like he's Going to be the guy Who will actually Accumulate most of The rushing yards But if you're in a PPR league Jalen Rashad I think it's Rashad um, He could be the Other option He like I said His ownership is Similar to Martin But he'll get a High volume of passes Derek Carr Seems pretty content just to be doing some dink and dump stuff to move the chains for Oakland. And let's be honest, they're not really a talented team. So, Rashad should see a boost in his workload, as will Martin. Um, so, if either of those dudes are there, I'd probably snap them up. If you could get both, then that'd be a good scenario as well. If you had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards Rashad in PPR leagues. But if you're not using a PPR league, then Dougie Martin might be a better bet. Another popular running back this week is Kenjin Barner, who is seemingly going to replace Sonny Michelle, who went down with a knee injury for the Pats. I think Michelle should be back in the near future. It wasn't as bad as first thought, that injury, but for the meantime, Barner's going to get a lot of the snaps. And some people are a little bit hesitant because he's a pretty irrelevant guy. No one had really heard of him before uh, Michelle went down and he saw the field last week. But with the Patriots playing the Bills, there's a big opportunity that. Barner could score some points. Personally, I don't really... I think if you want a one-week flyer, then go for it. But I don't think he's really a safe pick. I'd probably avoid, and I'd avoid rostering him as well. But if he blows up against Buffalo, um, then he could definitely be worth an add. I think, given the fact that Bill Belichick seems to always use a running back by committee style where there's multiple dudes being handed the ball and they use lots of different weird sets, I don't think that... He offers a ton of value, so I'd probably avoid him. Um, on topic with that, speaking of the Patriots, I think their defence and special teams was the second most added um, player thing, I guess you could say, this week. So if you're looking for a defence or special teams to cover your buy team maybe, then the Pats are probably a good one. Um, I don't mind the Steelers as well against the Browns if you're desperate. Just another little uh, flyer there. But yeah, going back to Kenjin Barna, I'll probably, I'd probably avoid him, but... I don't know. If he blows up, I could see it, but I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. Now, I did speak about the trade deadline. From memory, that's on the 30th, which, checking my calendar, I think is Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. So, Tuesday is the trade deadline, which obviously means that the games this weekend, how they unfold, could go a long way into determining uh, who's selling and who's buying at the deadline. I think. If Denver loses this weekend, they've got a trip to Kansas City, so a loss seems pretty likely. Then you could see some of their wide receivers moved. I know Demarius Thomas has been on the trade block for a while, or rumours have been swirling about his name being moved. So if he was to be moved, then you could try and look at a guy named Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is his name. Uh, Weird name, but I'm sure he offers a lot of fantasy upside. He's only owned in about 12% of leagues. Caught a touchdown last week. Caught one from memory a few weeks ago against the Jets, I want to say, as well. Um, Even though I don't think Case Keenum is a fantastic quarterback, if Thomas goes, then Sutton should see a boost in his numbers. And Keenum's not that bad. He can get them the ball. So Sutton seems like he's in for a boost if Demarius Thomas or even Emmanuel Sanders are moved. Um, Sutton's actually not... I'm looking at some of his numbers now. He's not a terrible option just to stash on your bench in the case one of those dudes go down as well um, but yeah, watch that trade deadline see how that goes, another dude could potentially be moved is LaShawn McCoy, been linked to the Eagles for quite a while now, used to play for the Eagles uh, back in the day as well, so if he is moved even though Buffalo doesn't seem like they're going to score a hell of a lot of points this year uh, Chris Ivory, his backup might be someone worth adding, he's owned in around 20% of leagues just a little bit under that Uh, Last week when McCoy went down, Ivory had to step up and carried the rock for I think about 80 odd yards against uh, the Colts. So got a few tough games coming up, the Bills do, which doesn't really bode well for their fantasy scores. But Chris Ivory could be another dude worth a tentative add if their trade deadline unfolds that way. All right, a few dudes who you could start and sit this week. I'm going to try and make this a weekly segment on the Fantasy Friday videos. Some dudes who I think are going to be really good and some dudes who I think are not going to be really good. Um, Let's start with a sit, looking at quarterback. I think I've been a big fan of Baker Mayfield's and I actually did talk him up. He's playing against some of the worst teams defending the pass in the next month or so. But someone on one of the random uh, Ringer podcasts, I can't remember which one, but they were talking about how there's a lot of tape on Baker Mayfield now, so NFL coaches, believe it or not, are smart football minds, so they're probably starting to figure out how they can combat him with their defence. His passing yards have almost gone down every single week, so if you do own Baker, I'd probably look at sitting him against the Steelers, even though Pittsburgh isn't the greatest defensive outfit. He might just be a bit too risky. If you're looking for a starting quarterback, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I think he's going to go big this week. He's... Drove some pretty solid signs against New England last week, and he's got the Jets this time around. So I think I don't think we'll see some huge numbers like he put up against the Bucs. But Trubisky should be good again, go for over 300 and a couple of scores, which makes him a starter in my mind. James White as a running back. I've already spoken about how they're going up against the Bills, and even though I did say they use the running back by committee a lot, and that makes Kenjin Barner's status a little bit cloudy, I think White. Obviously, he plays a bigger role in the passing game. He's much more established in that offense. I think he'll probably be the Patriot that'll be uh, the most fantasy benefited from going up against Buffalo. Philip Lindsay as well. Um, I've already spoken about Denver playing the Chiefs. Their defense isn't great, so Lindsay could be in for a big day. Sitting some running backs. Uh, to be honest, I did talk about the Oakland pair uh, if I picked either of them up, I might be inclined to sit them just to see how they go for a week. The offense has obviously changed with Amari Cooper and Mashan Lynch. Mashan? Mashaun Lynch going out in the last uh, fortnight or week. So I'd probably be a little bit hesitant to start either of the Raiders dudes. Um, and I'd probably be in a similar mindset when it comes to the Jacksonville uh, running back room. Carlos Hyde landed there in a trade last week. And he and Chris Ivory will probably split time against the Eagles playing over in London. So those four, even though, you know, I think if you had to pick one, I'd probably start Dougie Martin. But yeah, how do those four, I think all of them should probably be on your bench this week. Just because we're a little bit unsure of how their roles are going to pan out, I guess you could say. A um, couple of receivers you could maybe look at starting. Actually, the big one is probably Jordy Nelson, even though... I've just crapped all over Oakland's game plan and we don't really know what's going to happen. We've seen Jordy Nelson get a bunch of targets already this season and he's probably, well now that Cooper's gone, he's probably their most reliable receiving threat. No offence to Jared Cook. Hopefully he can score me a touchdown and keep me in the race in one of my fantasy leagues. But Jordy Nelson's had a weird season. He went off for that huge game against Miami. Um, And yeah, I I think he's going to go big this week. I don't know what it is. I'm a little bit crazy, but... Going up against the Colts, he could be a risky move, but I think he'll pay off big time. Deshaun Jackson is someone who vaulted into a, a lot of teams after starting the league on, uh, starting the season on most waiver wires when old mate Ryan Fitzpatrick was under centre. But since, um, what's his name, Jameis Winston's taken over for the Buccaneers, uh, Deshaun Jackson's numbers haven't been as impressive. Hasn't caught a touchdown since week two. Um, hasn't topped 100 yards. He topped them three times in the first month and hasn't topped since. So i would be a little bit hesitant, especially because the Bengals' defense is, in my eyes, a good defense. They're going to uh, make life tough for Jameis Winston and in turn make things tough for Deshaun Jackson as well. All right, that's enough NFL fantasy stuff. Uh, Just before I wrap up, I'm going to touch on a few NBA things, um, starting with my MVP rankings, like I said By the time you listen to this podcast, you'll be able to go to sportsbyfry.com and read that article. Check out the first ladder and check out the rankings. Uh, Spoiler alert, there's some Toronto Raptors can be found there. Uh, At number one, though, I've put Anthony Davis for now. I did have Giannis there um, when I initially came up with the list off the dome, but after digging into the numbers, I didn't realize how bad Giannis was shooting from three and how bad he's kind of shooting overall, even though he's... Averaging something stupid, like 16 boards. Uh, But yeah, Ant Davis is just killing it right now. He had this massive dunk last night against Jarrett Allen and the Brooklyn Nets, but the internet's going crazy about it. I don't think it was that impressive. Might be an unpopular call, but I'm not not a big fan. But I am a big fan of what he's doing on the court. He's leading the league in plus-minus at the moment for all players who have played you know, a decent number of minutes. And I think he could honestly piggyback this Pelicans team to like a five or a six seed. The race for a playoff spot out west is only going to be more competitive as the season goes on. So considering the Pels have got off to a 4-0 start, every win is worth its weight in gold out there. So kudos to Ant Davis and the Pels for their hot start. Uh, The Warriors and Steph Curry are also off to a hot start. I think, to be honest, I picked Giannis to be my MVP uh, this season, and I've just said that Ant Davis might be or is probably the front runner right now. But we could be in for one of these Steph Curry just crazy shooting years. Imagine if he, you know, goes off and just breaks his shooting record, shoots like 55 from three. Who knows? It's not impossible. I think if he goes bananas, it'll obviously have to take him going pretty stupid numbers wise for him to win another MVP. And, you know, I know that with Kevin Durant in the mix, He'll probably steal a few votes and people will probably be a bit deterred for that reason to vote for Steph. But yeah, I think Curry could maybe make a run at his third MVP. He's probably like right in his prime if he's going to win another MVP. This would be the year. So yeah, don't rule that out. That's all I'll say. Last night, I managed to catch a bit of the Bucks and Timberwolves game, mainly to see how Carl Anthony Town looked and newsflash, he didn't look great. Um, the Timberwolves as a whole didn't look great. Jimmy Butler... The whole saga with him seems to have just kind of settled down a little bit. I know everyone's still mentioning his name in trade rumours and lots of other circles, but last night gave me a pretty good insight into the fact that this Minnesota team is all over the place. I would shock me if Butler wasn't traded within... Uh, let me think about this. When's Thanksgiving? About a month? Yeah, I don't think Butler will be on the Wolves by Thanksgiving time. That's my hot tip. Um, and if I was guessing, I think he'd land in Miami. They just didn't have any groove to their game they were all playing a lot of iso ball the Bucks just killed them and to be honest the Bucks didn't play that well they shot the lights out early on and their numbers kind of looked a little bit better than they actually played but yeah the Timberwolves are in real strife so it would surprise me if Butler stayed because I think to be honest he's probably the one that's causing a lot of the friction the whole drama that went on throughout the offseason just cut ties with him I think he's a superstar player but if I was running Minnesota, clearly he doesn't want to be there, and there's obvious young talent on the roster, so cutting ties with him and getting as many picks, maybe go to the Rockets, um, getting as many picks could be uh, the strong play for Butler. Tonight we've got a few interesting games, we've got the Cavs going up against the Pacers. Hopefully, I'm not confident, but hopefully they can snap their winless start to the season. Uh if they don't, then Ty Lu had better start uh, handing his job in at zip, handing his resume in at ZipRecruiter, looking for some new jobs, I reckon. I think he's the coach most likely to be fired. Uh, the best game on offer tonight is probably the Lakers-Spurs one, a rematch from their overtime epic a week ago. Um, and it happens on Lonzo's 21st birthday, so you can go out and celebrate in San Antonio, Zo, uh, Which is a perfect transition into some birthdays before I get out of here. Happy birthday to John Cleese. Big John Cleese fan. I love the Monty Python movies. Uh, probably underrated for other generations, but I'll... good stuff, John Cleese. Davy Warner, 32 today, so happy birthday to Davey Warner. Uh, Lou Will and Evan Turner, a few NBA guys who deserve shout-outs. And finally, quick shout outs to an Australian cricket icon, Mark Tubby-Taylor, who turns 54 today. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks for listening. Love a rating and review on iTunes if you've got the time. Um, you can find the podcast on Spotify now as well. Thank God that took way too long to organize, but it's up there. YouTube videos will be up on Monday, and it'll probably be transferred into a podcast as well. So thank you for tuning in. Have a good weekend. Till next time, peace.